0: Hey, fucking savages, welcome to the Greg Medford Show. This is Greg Phoenix, Arizona. It is so hot right now, you have no idea the monsoonal flow has come in. And it is just swampy. Now, it's not swampy like you people who are really in the swamp, but for those of us who like a dry heat, it's swampy right now. So we're happy to be in the studio today. You know, our ongoing expose on America, it's just, why do you do this? Why do you want to do this? The reason you do it, everyone asks me all the time, the reason you do it is, I'm too old, fat, and ugly to go kick down doors and do anything for my country anymore, so at least I can... Peel back layers of the onion and find some way of getting to some truth. I Think it's the modern. It's the modern minute man in the information age Is to bypass all of the censorship and bring something real to the the universe I think it's the It's the musket of the modern age if we could if if we could mix our metaphors just a little bit so today uh, I know we've done a lot of politics because it's the cycle in the season Um, We've done some uh, veterans with some great stories. Um, We've had some authors in. We've had some notable business people in. Today's a weird blend where all roads cross. So we have a veteran entrepreneur with some political uh, aspirations appearing and doors look like they're popping open for and uh, so today our guest is Ron Wilson. Ron, thanks for coming to the show. Appreciate you being here. Absolute a pleasure. Thank you. So uh, we met. Where were we at when we met? We were at a fundraiser, right? We were for Cary uh, Lake. All right. I see you're sporting a Cary Lake hat. Yeah. So tell me, before we go much further, tell me what it is about Cary you dig. Oh, well. Everything? Uh, no, I appreciate. Uh...
1: Her thoughts on border security i appreciate her thoughts on the uh, absolute wrong direction some of us are being well our country is being taken in at the moment mm-hmm. uh i dig that she you know wants to make a difference she's a fighter she's prepared for for the things that we're going to
0: face so i'll tell you why i've decided i like her i think she's the only candidate Who's not an establishment rube who will just do the expected? I think, you know, I'm not seeing she do this, but I think if uh, the Tahona Odoms, if they're gonna let the border be open across their reservation, I think she'll shut down their island casino here in town with with state police or national guard or sheriffs. I mean, I think she'd do something bold, be like, okay, well, we can we can if you want to play games, we can play games. I mean, I think she'd actually do that, whereas I think Robeson, she's a lawyer. She'll calculate everything she does, and I think she won't do anything edgy to do. She'll just do what – the problem with lawyers is they don't want to have a a loss on their record, so they never do anything bold. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely agree. I think that there
1: is a problem with the doing too many things for themselves and not doing – enough for the rest of us yeah uh, and i see that across the board in office sometimes
0: and i think Kerry's pissed off as we all should be yeah and <laughs> and i don't see pissed off in the uh, semi-billionaire political class as much no. okay so you're supporting Kerry, as am i definitely um, moving on tell us a little bit about you where'd you grow up grew up in the bay area i was born in gilroy garlic capital
1: of the world uh went to school in the bay area christian school when i was younger I end up uh, graduating from the East Bay, go on to Florida State, uh, where some college professors talked me into following my childhood dream. My childhood dream was to be a Marine. So,
0: What a different time. I mean, uh, how old are you? 50. Oh, okay. So you're a couple years younger than I am. It was a different time where a college professors, can you imagine college professors on a campus now convincing someone to go into the Marine Corps? No, and dropping out to go to the Marine Corps. Right. You know, they're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, here? That, son? That's yeah. bananas. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, no. They would definitely be uh, trying to
1: brainwash you in today's world.
0: You know it's funny too? We always uh, I mean, I uh, you know uh, uh, I have friends who like if we're driving together and we see a California license plate, everybody in our in the vehicle like Argh! you know we all, we all start barking at them. But 90% of California is basically the rural Midwest. That is correct. So, it's, you know, it's Imperial Valley, the San Joaquin Valley, uh, Sacramento Valley, that whole area all the way up to Oregon. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's Kentucky on the West
1: Coast. California might be one state, but it definitely has two different types of citizens.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and so we got two cities who've lost their friggin' minds, which are wonderful places, but they're bunkers. And and then Sacramento, who caters to it. I mean, you know, it's just...
1: Yeah, and I don't know if, you know, San Francisco's my home. I'm not sure when the last time you were there, but it is not the same city that I grew up in.
0: No, it and it used to be such a fun place to go. I mean, San Francisco Francisco's a great place to go and an amazing city to walk around in. And it was so friendly and so American. And now it's, you know, I, I think it's ugly.
1: I have friends that visit there and they're like, eh, it's kind of scary there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, it's not that bad, but it is that bad. You know, Nancy Pelosi's Gavin Newsom, they've just it's awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful what they've done.
0: And it's funny, uh, I think about places I want to go with my kids to show them America. And it's a place that's lovely and has great West Coast history. And it's you know, it's a great old American city with such topography and character. And it, and I just don't want to take my kids there.
1: No, not unless you want them uh running in the homeless and, just seeing
0: the know. shit that you have yeah. to see walking around as a tourist you know not interested you
1: might literally see somebody shitting in a bucket on the street
0: yeah no it's awful um or you, or all right you, so you, even worse maybe not in a bucket <laughs> yeah so you grew up in the bay area back when it was still red white and blue and then uh out to Cal, uh, out to florida for school and uh then you went in the marine corps tell us a little bit of, give us the one page on your marine corps uh
1: now i career. got I got to the marine corps uh of course they ask you uh can you swim I was dumb enough to say, yes, I'm a great swimmer. Uh, so I went to a boat company first and then a uh, helicopter company and then finally the Force Recon Company where I stayed till I
0: got out. How long were you in the Marine Corps, all total? Yeah, just under eight years. Okay, cool. And uh, when you say you went with a boat company, what boat company? What are you talking about? Uh, it
1: was, uh, where did I end up first? 1-1 one, one, and then 1-4. Mm-hmm. So Charlie Company, 1-4. Um, uh, sorry about that. Um then uh one four and then one one or actually the other way around and then to a divisional or battalion recon and then from there the force
0: recon company okay what'd you do in recon were you a, were you a ground pounder were you a grunt or were you in g- g- give me the breakdown
1: yeah it's an uh O three twenty one. um you know we specialize in counteraction for terrorism cool uh, uh so here on the west coast definitely camp yeah. Pendleton, mostly yeah yeah all right cool any deployments uh, yeah, three of them. Where'd you go? Uh, three Westbacks. Yeah. So the fun places.
0: Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> most people don't know. Pe- All right. So, people who are in the Brotherhood have no idea. I guess so. the
1: most fun was obviously Australia. You know, it's an interesting place where they actually still like Americans. Yeah.
0: Uh, Somalia was
1: probably the least fun. Uh, and you as...
0: went in Somalia after the Black Hawk Down
1: incident, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Just uh, same time period, right, right after actually. So yeah. for the evacuation at the embassy there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember they said, "Oh, the army's here; it's all gotten out of control. Better call in the marines so we can get people out of here safely." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, where else did you go? Uh, you know, uh, Kuwait, uh, Rwanda. Uh, so, uh, kind of like the mission and training and global projection, but not much blam blam time because right. that would have you kind of were you got out right before that's correct. Everything else happened. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool um and were you th- were you in the gulf war
1: uh no i'm right after so oh, okay I'm, I'm just immediately following you're a
0: tweener yeah Fools. i'm uh i
1: think and i'm you know i'm in boot camp for the gulf war
0: oh man okay cool well uh that explains it because i'm just a couple years older than you so i just squeaked right under the wire well fantastic so you got out of the marine corps and uh when did you get out you know i don't even remember my uh
1: When'd you go in? End of active service. Well, I extended a couple times for that last deployment, so it gets, it's not my exact date anymore. Yeah, okay. Once it became not my date, you know. What'd you, uh, what'd you do after? Roughly Christmas of 97, you know, Okay. Yeah. All right. When the towers fell down, what was going on with you? I was at a coffee shop uh, watching that. When that happened, I watched it live. I was quite surprised, Yeah. obviously, like the rest of us. Did you go try, try to join up like the rest of us? I did not at that time. <laughs>
0: Okay. I was like, okay, put me a coach because I'm made for this. Yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we don't take you back, quitter.
1: Yeah. There's a part of you that wants to return, and then there's a part of you that realizes you've already left that behind, and you've got other things you're focused on at that point. So
0: what were you focused on? What did you do after you got out of the Marine Corps? Uh,
1: at that point, I, uh, oddly enough, my grandmother passed away, and the person that helped us do that was uh, not as... Prepared for death as we were at that point in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> so I became a family service counselor for a short period of time, really helping families through their their grievance of death.
0: So after being a recon marine, you became a uh, grievance counselor. Yep. And how long did you do that for? Only about a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then what? What'd you do professionally? It got you to here because here we are. You're pitching a shoe company and looking to run for uh, looking to run for office, filling filling the gaps here because we got a big span of time here right 25 Certainly. years
1: yeah right so uh an in insurance for a little bit uh a lot of sales um my i grew up as an ibm technician I, I was a technician when i was 13 uh working out of my father's office you know uh did that for a little while until the full transformation of you know not using mechanical machinery anymore um and then uh started a restaurant a nightclub um uh, Where'd you, where'd you start restaurants and nightclubs? At? out here in Arizona. Yeah, what yeah. what nightclub? Uh, it was Envy Lounge, and the restaurant was Blue Note Cellars. Where, where was that at? Old Town. Okay. Yeah. How long did you do that for? Only about two years total. Yeah. Uh, you know, the writing was on the wall right away that 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 we had hired some wrong personnel, and then uh, the doctors that you know we that I started this thing with couldn't recognize that so it was right away saying uh you guys we're gonna fail <laughs> and they're like no it's going great and i'm like no that guy was just served a martini glass or a martini in a glass or a cup not a martini glass mm-hmm. and i was like we're gonna fail
0: so um, you guys opened a couple places down yeah. in scottsdale yeah. and did that for a couple of years what else? Yeah. what else have you done
1: um i uh continued to uh have done some financial advising i've, I've done a i've uh, started a uh uh out a home digital signage company, we had an advertising company, did some commercials, um, sold those. So mostly just started started businesses, got them to the point where they were profitable, and then moved on to something else.
0: Okay, all yeah. right, and 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 then uh, it, what's your main focus right now? Is it, it is it the shoe business?
1: Our main focus right now is uh yeah definitely the shoe business. Protege footwear, Protege shoes. Uh, we're you know like to bring some manufacturing here to the U.S. and uh it's pretty special. It's pretty exciting. It's fun to watch a woman put a pair of protege on because she lights up. Yeah. You know She realizes her life has just changed forever because that is
0: truly a comfortable shoe that she's never had seen before. It's bananas. It's such the opposite of my whole zeitgeist. I like seeing women take their shoes off, but you know, whatever. It tweets his own. Yeah, no, um, it's a high heel. It looks yeah, nice. Yeah, though. No, I like I you know I'm I'm weird about shoes. I love women's shoes. So you're uh, not for myself. Bobby? make sure that's properly edited
1: okay i'm pretty sure i heard that clearly but
0: okay not for myself so uh but does love women's shoes i do love women's shoes though <laughs> um um so um your, it's your it's your girlfriend or fiance who's the designer of them
1: yeah candace chen is her name and uh she's a engineer from mit uh, ended up at a work event that turned social event to turn dance party that turned into bloody nasty feet and she realized she had the skill set to fix that.
0: Cool. So, so she's been designing shoes to solve her problem. Then solve every woman's problem. Super so, Yankee ingenuity. Yep. So where's she from? Uh, she's from California. Yeah. Uh, Southern California. Yep. Okay. Cool. Did you guys meet there or did you meet here in town?
1: Uh, totally organically here in town. All right.
0: Cool. Yep. Um, and were you guys already dating when she started doing the shoe thing? or uh, The shoe launched
1: six days before we met. I think, you know, oh, really? uh, the, yeah, the soft launch was then and, uh, you know, the official launch once patents were done and websites and whatnot
0: was September of last year. So we're creeping up on a year right now. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, and it, so that's your total focus kind of right now, business wise, as you're kind of helping her with this project Definitely. part of this project. Yeah. All right, cool. Where are you guys, where would someone, if they want to run into these shoes, where would they find them? Oh, we're online at the moment. We're e-commerce. So, uh, protege.com or protegefootwear.com. All right, yeah. and uh, as you try to, you know, as the company's like this in its infancy, year old, it's got a model that has a lot of import, and you guys are trying to find some way to repatriate or patriate the making here. One hundred percent. Okay, and and have you guys? talked about have you looked at have you met with a consultant on how to onshore manufacturing have you kind of encountered have you looked at what that's going to entail <laughs> uh
1: you know it's uh obviously a process and it's uh obviously a uh, a bit more of an expensive uh undertaking than than just outsourcing it overseas but it,
0: it you know you do it for the right reasons yeah you know what i've seen is i've seen people do One unique product first at a very boutique level because it doesn't require the heavy infrastructure to kind of start up and get their feet wet in that onshore cache and how to talk to the customer in that language and then start graduating some other stuff to onshoring. The problem with offshoring is, I mean, and, and I mentioned it before the show started, everybody who's done it, it's like black tar heroin. There's so much profit margin. There's so... I I talked to a guy the other day. He wants him to make knives for him. And he told me the numbers of knives that he sold last year, and he doesn't make any. And he told me how much money he made because I was like, hey, pull your pants down. Let me hear what you did because I'm getting ready to tell you mine. And uh, we had a truth moment, and I was, I was like inside. I was almost raging. Cause the dude made more money than I did and didn't have any of my hassles. And um and he made three times as many knives as I did and put them into the marketplace. Wow. Now I sleep really well wrapped in a red, white, and blue blanket, and I'm happy about it. But there's a little part inside of me that was kind of jealous cause of how many gray hairs I have from from doing this. Yeah, they're they turn gray and then they leave. I see that. Yeah. Initially they turn gray and then they just bail.
1: Yeah, we're going to take it easy, you know, well, take it step at a time. So maybe yeah. try to bring about 20% of it here initially, do some uh, custom orders, uh, yeah. fits uh, fit fittings and, you know, custom fitting and things of that nature
0: first. And then hopefully be able to bring more and more of it here. Yeah. Oh, well, that'd be great. Um, does, uh, Candace, uh, Candace, right. That's great. Does Candace make any shoes herself? I mean, a lot of times, you know, those of us who are in, you know, people like, oh, did you get in? Well, I've been making, I'm, I started making knives. Does she make shoes, try to make them herself? She has made
1: shoes. She's uh, been to a shoe uh, course and a few other things. And then, you know, she's an engineer and, uh, you know, one of the most amazing engineers ever. So, uh, it was right up her alley.
0: Okay. Uh, that's Cool. Sure. Cool. All right, so that takes us to kind of the present moment. Um, give me an idea you know it I, we met at a fundraiser and you were suited up suited up like a candidate. What's going through your head uh
1: you know we, we our side is losing the propaganda war, and uh, I'd like to bring bring more uh, awareness to that 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 the uh the brainwashing uh-huh. that is happening and the just the overall loss the lack we're, we're losing our young and we're, you know, our young are being taught that our country is not the most amazing country in the world. And that is horrible. Uh, and if we keep telling generations of young people that they don't live in the best place ever, we're losing our uh, pride. We're losing a lot of what makes us, the, you know, America and the United States.
0: Yeah. You know, the, uh, The the problem is building nations is messy. You know, unifying Germany in 1848 it was a messy endeavor. Um, Europe's got a lot of messy to it. I know modern leftists really look to Europe as a beacon of how to be, and I look at them as a beacon of how not to be. I look at Europe as kind of a dark place that's uninspiring and has great architecture and mediocre food and really good beer. <laughs> And uh, I look at it as a place to turn my back to and look away and go, okay, this is how not to do it. And uh, And I enjoy Europe and, you know, I consider myself reasonably continental and I have fun when I'm there and I have my favorite places all over Europe, but and well, that reminds me you know it's I'm, not how to do life though n- no
1: in fact uh you know when i'm in holland the dutch they love uh which is where can i get on welfare you know they, they if they thought you were serious they wouldn't actually like that joke but since i'm american and they know i'm joking they think that's hilarious right because they realize that i'm recognizing part of their problem
0: yeah you know we you know in spite of and, and you know the real the real uh The left can't win any argument, they can't win on facts, on almost any position in modern times, so what they've done is they've brought the argument back to, you know, what do they call it, 1619 Project or 1719 or whatever it is, they're, they're going back to where the facts are a little hazy and they're creating a false narrative to basically say the whole thing's a big lie predicated on a hoax. Yeah. Because they can't win any argument about anything about anything that they vote for stand for or push for in this entire modern era
1: not without that propaganda machine.
0: Yeah. yeah. So so you know you need propaganda when the facts aren't on your side. That's you know, right. If the facts aren't on your side, well then we just need to lie really creatively. And then they've undermined the country by basically, you know, we've got a couple of you know, making a country's kind of dirty Like the actual business of taking land. There wasn't nobody here before. There there were people here before. (laughs) (laughs) So just like in England, you know, England, the the Normans and Celts, and, you know, they've got lots of layers and Vikings and everything on top of each other. to get where they are. Same with the French. You know, we've got this almost everywhere, right? When the Ice Age retracted, people migrated and changed everything. As you look back, everybody's got kind of a muddy history to get where you are. 100 percent so we've got a group of folks who are looking at our muddy history and they're focused on the mud and they they're not looking at what we did with it you, you, what we did with it's spectacular
1: yeah we, we you know anybody that comes here recognizes right away that we have the freest best
0: country in the world um uh, with the most opportunity so the free thing is pissing me off because they've been <laughs> they've been leaning on free really hard so uh you're deciding that you're going to kind of make a run some a foray into politics.
1: Uh, it's definitely something to look at. Yeah. Uh, you, you what start. do you think
0: you want to do? Oh, uh, Congress, yeah. U- US Congress. Okay. Yeah. What do you how do you want to affect change with that? And you know, we what's great about this is conversation is because I've talked to so many congressional candidates and congressmen who are serving and former congressmen. I love to hear the perspective of the person who wants to go in and run, the person who's running, the person who's in, and the person who ran. (laughs) Because that's an interesting arc. I mean, I could write a whole book about that. It's pretty fascinating. You know, I I don't think it's something. Well, I'm
1: sure some guys think that, oh, my God, someday I'm going to be president. And they think about it their whole lives. I think a lot of the rest of us just get to a point where you're like, oh, wow. This is going in a bad direction
0: well don't worry you're not hitting a glass ceiling you know we've had a ginger before as president right Uh, which one was that thomas jefferson (laughs) Uh, thomas jefferson was our first soulless ginger wow yeah
1: yeah well uh i am also a soulless ginger so it's gonna be great Uh, all
0: right all right well look there's no so there's no glass ceiling for you to break there there's no ginger ceiling for you to break
1: Definitely not, you know. And again, you you just start to think, you see the things that are not going the way that America is designed for them to go in, uh and it starts to you know can make you a little sad. And instead of being sad, you might as well get mad and trying to do something about it. And then, as a servant, you'd like to serve the people instead of yourself. You see a lot of current holding positions where they're just serving themselves, mm-hmm. and that's kind of ugly.
0: Yeah, I got a weird thing about politics and politicians at this point i'm like it's not it should not be a profession in this country it's not supposed to be and we've got too many broke dicks who go to washington they're regular commoners the way it's supposed to be but we've lost a sense of selfless service that is i think crucial to being in politics because george washington was Probably the most effective single individual for the formation of the Union, the Republic. And uh, he was known for basically, even though he was a super wealthy guy, he was exceedingly service-oriented. He didn't make decisions based on how it affected him. Yeah. He wanted to make decisions for the country. And I don't see that anywhere. And it almost needs to be like an ethos or an ethic that they say, okay, now that you got elected... Or now you're running. If you're going to run as a Democrat or Republican, remember, the goal here is you're not here to serve yourself. You shouldn't leave here wealthier. And I see all these, you know, folks that go in for these jobs that don't pay much money at all, frankly. And um, and they're coming out, you know, they come out pretty wealthy and prestigious. And it seems oddly self-serving. It seems very self-serving indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, So when are you thinking of running?
1: uh you know i'm 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 uh like as you know like we originally said we're working on the shoe company and and doing all we can there uh and just keeping my eye open and seeing how how the landscape is is you know playing out um but potentially 2024 all right cool so soon cool
0: um do you, uh, do you got a pair of shoes? Did you want to maybe show us a pair of shoes and talk about some of the features? Is that something you'd like I to do here? I would love
1: to show you some amazing shoes, especially since you're such a uh, shoe advert. I know. I am. Yeah. I am yeah.
0: I'm kind of gay for shoes. Bring them on in, Candace. <laughs> Thank you. Candace, is he the marketing guy? Is he, is he your marketing and brand guy? He is a number one Friget fan, and he's a he the partner in head sales okay all right well here we go so uh hand those over to me I here don't you know go There we go about. all right so, guys here's the box i like a nice box everybody does naughty naughty it's cool so It's sad. got. A... <laughs> come on bobby all right it's got a bag in it cool as it yeah, should so you yeah i wasn't sure if i was gonna knock something over. All right, so these aren't my size, everybody, because I'm bigger than a seven-and-a-half shoe. Um, tell us, uh, uh, so as I look around the shoe, let me point out some things that I noticed, and then you could talk to me about the technology that's here, okay. So obviously, the footbed's got some really cool contours that you don't see in either like a Tom Ford or Christian Louboutin or any of those shoes. They're, they don't have this in the footbed at all. So you've got some arch support. Those features are patented in that shoe. Cool. You've got some great... F- Uh, padding down on the lower portion where the ball of a woman's foot's going to be pressing into. It's a triple layer padding with uh, gel and foam. You know, it's almost like the Greek chorus. As I talk about the shoe, a voice explains the stuff that I'm pointing out. It's kind of fun. It's almost how Trump talks. Let me get it a little deeper for you. (laughs) Trump's like, we're going to be doing some amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. It's really amazing stuff. Uh, We did amazing things. We did really amazing things. He has his own Greek chorus going all the time. We're going to get this going for you. This is, uh, it's got, um, I don't know what you call this feature, but I would call it like a toe thong. Or a something. hidden
1: toe stud, that's correct.
0: Hidden toe stud.
1: And it's hidden because once you put a foot into it, it's no longer visible.
0: Right, and I know um, I, I, we just had in the factory, Amy tried them on and she said that uh, this kind of felt like it kept her foot from moving around and kind of held the ball of her foot in place. I, I can only imagine, you know, I wear cowboy boots and regular boots and stuff like that. I can't imagine wearing shoes basically barefooted, and you know the foot sweats, and you're against leather, and it can get slippery. And if you have got the right materials and the right things, kind of, I could see how this could be really precarious. Having never worn a pair, I think about a woman out dancing in a pair of high heels, going, God, I don't know how they do it because if your feet sweat just a little bit, you're just standing on a sixty-degree or forty-five-degree angle on leather.
1: If you put your thumb down in the heel. You'll notice it's got a deep heel cup, and that that, oh, yeah. that cradles the heel. So between the heel cup and the arch support and the ball padding support, with the hidden toe stud, there's strap. or my now that that prevents your foot from sliding forward. It is truly the world's first comfortable stiletto.
0: That's pretty cool. And then uh, uh, Candace showed me she's got kind of a cool thing she did here. Is this patented as well? Yes, it is. This is a cool idea. So it's got a slip-on. So. For any of you who've ever been with a woman and uh, you wanted to peel her shoes off at just the opportune moment, this seems like the perfect shoe for that because like, I'm always annoyed if a girl's got to hold her leg up and I got to stop for a minute. I got to like undo the buckle and then I got to do the other one. And then they're like, oh, let me do my shoe. It's just really inconvenient. But you know how a bra, you can just take a bra off with your left hand, just like boom, bras off. And you're like, you know, it's a party. I think you could do the same thing with these shoes. Now, it may not be the intended thing here. Are you
1: left-handed real quick?
0: No, I'm I'm right-handed, but I've always been doing it. I have bras left-handed, shoes right-handed. Oh, I see. That that makes sense. So, But these, it's really cool. So the buckle adjusts on the strap and then what would normally be the keeper of the buckle is slotted. So that the the buckle is kind of just a position holder and you can adjust that for tightness around the ankle and this slips into the keeper. And now it looks just like a regular traditional buckle with keeper. Uh, except it slips in from the top. So you could conceivably just reach down and snap this out if you develop a little technique, which I would, which is so cool, I guess, for a gal, because you're all dudeed up in a dress, and maybe you've already been zipped up, and you got to bend over and put your shoes on. I Look, I'm...
1: And that gets a lot more complicated with a couple of glasses of champagne.
0: <laughs> the undressing is always, like, way more challenging, right? But nobody minds if they get a, a bruise after... Uh, after the evening so this is uh it's pretty cool and then candace said she likes to take this and slip it around into the back here and uh and now you get this tidy little ankle i i always like these features on shoes where the uh, ankles up here i'm gonna get berated by all the knife guys for being so gay for shoes but i love women's shoes i think they're really sexy and i like them on a woman and i like i think a woman's legs look best in a pair of heels uh and in a world that's rejecting feminine and masculine to have a nice feminine shoe that's comfortable for a gal allows her to kind of fly her feminine flag but be able to do it with some comfort. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's I think it's really neat. That so what shoe
1: al- inspires
0: confidence and comfort like no other. What else have I missed here besides so we talked about the heel, we talked about the art support, we talked about the triple padding, the toe stud. The um the the keeper on the strap. What else am I missing? This has got a padding in it too that is uh allows for extra comfort. Sure, sure. Cool. Um, these probably are comfy right out of the box. One hundred percent. Well, that's pretty neat. So for you guys out there who buy shoes for your women, and if you don't buy shoes for your women, you should because they really like it. I think they're I think they're really cool. Oh Oh, yes. Correct. Right, so you can bling out your shoe a little bit and modify your look. We've got some straps in the bag here, and they come with every shoe, right?
1: Yes, correct. Every shoe comes with a silver studded, gold studded, uh, silver plane, and gold plane strap. So
0: so this it. is if you've got a little bit of like s and kink or maybe you're going to uh, after work, you're going to go have some cocktails with the girls and maybe they're a little younger than you. You've got your comfortable heels on trying to hang with the youngsters. You could throw this on in the restroom and you come out and you look pretty edgy.
1: Or if you just want to match your earrings. OK, or. That. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and, uh, and and I think that's pretty cool. It's a
1: great uh, feature to the shoe, and the women absolutely love it. And it makes the shoe a lot more versatile, and I, it can be worn with a lot more outfits. I'm
0: just going to put it on right now. I mean, not the shoe. I'm going to put the strap uh, on, and uh, this is like the quiet moment of our show. We'll get you
1: that size 10 where you can actually uh, put, you know,
0: 11 that you can put it on. And... Oh, I think in a women's pump I'd wear a 25.
1: we we'll get some uh, you and heels and knives at the same time, so it would be a great shot. You know, we could do a holiday
0: show, actually, where we sell women's shoes and knives. It would be uh, hysterical. Knives oh, and stilettos, knif- that's stilet- it. Yeah. How about stilettos and heels? Mm. Oh, I put it on. upside. What's that? Yeah, stilettos squared. <laughs> okay, okay. I see what's going on here.
1: There you go. It's a completely different looking shoe now.
0: Yeah, that's got a little bit of, uh, that's a little edgy. All right, so a girl could change up her look a little bit. And then uh, uh, how many different models of shoe are you guys doing right now?
1: So it's that model currently uh, about to be releasing another model, uh, a little bit shorter heel, uh, block heel. And that one is just currently in black, nude and white. Uh, And currently that's the only,
0: only model. Cool. And, uh, and then you guys are just going to do e-commerce and do your own thing for now. So
1: we are actually looking for retail partnerships as we speak. So if you've got a retail store and you need a an amazing item in it uh, this is what you were looking for
0: well it's like um and that's always the double-edged sword same thing with the knife business as soon as you get retail uh you know as soon as you get basically resellers all of a sudden you 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 have a make problem if you make a good product now all of a sudden you gotta like now you gotta make it all and and that that's the next challenge well listen i like the um presentation I like the nice box that it's in. You know, um, I've bought some really expensive shoes for for uh, gals before, and uh, I always feel a little underwhelmed by the packaging. Christian Louboutin does a really nice, you know, red uh, satchel with all of his shoes. Um, but I'm, I'm always a little underwhelmed by the packaging. It's like, you know, it's kind of modern thing is to have great packaging, and you still see the shoes, shoe companies not quite doing that. I, so i like it it's a really cool uh it's a cool package if if I,
1: know, we love it you know i've only seen one package better and that's a medford
0: knife package that's for sure <laughs> look at <it's> you <laughs> cool well i i dig the shoes and i wish you guys all the success with that if people want to find you then go to uh protege.com or is it protege shoes.
1: protege footwear protege
0: dot com that's correct and uh, and then um, Ron Wilson, um, maybe they should remember your name for when you when you run for office. That's correct. That's Ronald J.
1: Wilson. But as long as you remember Ron Wilson, and when you got a chance to mark that box, that's the bar- box you're going to want to mark.
0: Okay. Okay. And you're going to run as a Republican. Would you run as anything else? Well, listen. Uh, so, well, wait. Let's say that
1: differently. I'm not in California.
0: There's a weird, there's a weird thing now with Republicans. I'm noticing a very strange split. Okay, it's a sad divide. Yeah, we've got the the country club Republican establishment is still running like things are going to go back to normal, and there's all these America First candidates. Of the America First candidates, we're having to vet out who the real ones are, because there's a lot of Republicans running as America First candidates. Who will throw Donald Trump under the bus the first chance they get? Um, and so, uh, it's an interesting thing I've I've noticed um, people being embarrassed of Donald Trump, but they want to be an America First candidate. You know, I I, I yeah, it, it
1: it I think at the uh, at the masses level, we will find a
0: lot of closet voters for Trump. Especially after what we've just seen. Like, if you want to see what your niece who graduated from UCLA's uh, big attitude at Christmas begets in the real world, we've just seen it. Like, every smart-ass fucking 33 years out of college kid that, or college kid that we meet, who's always got some great ideas and how we're a bunch of ding-dongs, ruining the world, now we can go... You you got your way. That crazy Ida Costio Cortez set the set the stage for what is going on right now, and it's a shit show. It's awful. They yeah. don't understand that dollar eighty nine a gallon gas makes the entire American way possible. It is the pivotal piece; everything turns on.
1: I very vividly remember the last time I paid a dollar for a gallon of gas and i looked at my friend that i was with that day and i was like we are never going to see this again
0: <laughs> What well, you know the thing is when gas is inexpensive the, the country grows like crazy
1: and we could completely
0: control that completely we have it's our that, own destiny
1: yep you know and we should be controlling that like you just said dollar 89 that is where our gas price should be yeah for, yeah. for supreme unleaded
0: yeah <laughs> for for, for <laughs> racing fuel <laughs> yeah it's uh bananas that we've basically created a catastrophe or you know we've created a calamity you know catastrophes are natural calamities are man-made just a calamity people say to me greg when do you think gas is gonna go back to normal i said well i'll let you know when the policy changes we'll, that the t- clock will start ticking
1: right but Until in the meantime
0: then. it's just gonna keep going what do you think it'll stop no, it's not gonna stop. They're constricting. Purposefully. Yeah. And it's ugly. It's an anti capitalist, which has turned into an anti-American self-loathing, white guilt, white shame, liberal uh narcissism.
1: One yeah, you know, uh you look at it all, and that's this is why you want to get involved. You start to see things like that, and you go, hmm. Eh that status that we are currently the you know the route we're currently going down is just not acceptable and should not be acceptable and the like you know the brainwashing or manipulation for the young suggesting that that's the way it should be they have
0: it's just not right you know as i've been speaking it um get togethers fundraisers and little rallies um what i've been telling everybody is Men all want to go off and do all these important things and change the world. And one of the most important things men can do to save the world is for the next 20 years go to school board meetings. Because men at school board meetings will be rude, will be, as Jordan Peterson says, disagreeable, and will stand up and raise their hand and won't be silenced. And the mama bears are doing it right now, but our polite. the polite women of society have been steamrolled by crazy-eyed, vagina-hat-wearing, lunatic leftists. And they're running our schools.
1: Yeah, I, I don't need a teacher telling my child that maybe they should
0: have been the other sex. Right, or that it's optional. You know, your gender's optional. What? Bananas. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, Greg, you know, why is it you have such a problem? Like, I don't have a problem with transgender or gay or anybody. No problem at all. Zero problem. And, and they wouldn't want me going and telling their kids about how to become Marines mm-hmm. any more than I want them coming and telling my kids how to flip their gender. I want my kids to learn reading, writing, arithmetic, and some digital savviness for the modern age uh, and how great America is. That's what I want them to learn.
1: That is the focus in school.
0: Yeah. It's what it should be. It's not. I mean, it's what, absolutely what it should be. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, it's been fun having you on. Anything else you want to want to talk about? Well,
1: um, you know, say hi to your mom. Tell her you love (laughs) her. Did you say hi to my mom? (laughs) I did say hi to your mom and your wife when I came in. Um, So, uh, no, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you having us on. I appreciate your time and uh, everything you've shown us here and done here and uh, keep up the good work you know, and we, we need sh- more patriots
0: i appreciate that and just to be thorough amy is my ex three years now so we just get along really well and impressive we still we still seem like a couple when everyone's around us because we're just you know we, we we're friends so <laughs> i gotta be on the record in case in case somebody watches this they'll be like what you're still married i'm like all right, no i'm not all really right. married i swear uh, well. <laughs> <He's come back. laughs> well uh it, she's also
1: amazing yeah she's pretty (laughs) awesome and uh yeah again we appreciate everything here did you enjoy the tour definitely love the facility love uh the amount of employees you have you know the square footage it's pretty nuts the attention to detail out there yeah the cleanliness
0: yeah gotta keep it clean or it would get ugly real fast i've had you don't want to have companies come in that i buy equipment from and their techs come out they always go man this is the cleanest knife company we've ever been in and i'm like "Ah, cool that's what i want you know yeah. i want it tidy and squared away
1: that all goes into why you can't find
0: a better knife than yours on the market well i appreciate you saying that um thanks for being here semper fidelis and semper Fi, uh, nice to have you here okay definitely all right sports fans that's the show uh we've got a lot of cool stuff coming at you over the next few months go check us out on itunes spotify You can still find us on YouTube, any of the stuff that is really salacious or incendiary or just plain truthful. Um, We have to edit it out because if uh, YouTube doesn't like it, they'll just hit the delete button on uh, the Greg Medford show. So we put our non-controversial and our commercials there, point everybody over to Rumble Spotify and iTunes. We hope you guys come over and check us out. And uh, that's the show. I'm out. I'm out too.